0: And my biggest challenge, actually, I would like to break into the listing side, but prospecting for four hours a day is just simply not what, I'm, what I want
1: in my life. Welcome to Agent Unstuck Calls, where we talk to real estate agents who are experiencing a challenge in their real estate career, and they're looking for an alternative solution. Hi, I'm your host, Mike Cerrone with mastermindagent.com, and I'm excited about this episode, so let's go ahead and jump right in. Hey, Tim. Hey, Mike.
0: How are you doing? Mm? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Good. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Where are you at? I'm in Lynchburg, Virginia. In Virginia. Cool. Um, And my accent is from Germany.
1: And you're from Germany. Awesome. My wife is uh, from her descent is German. So that's pretty cool. Okay. Mm. Nice. (laughs) I don't think she speaks any German, but that's where her family's from. well, I'm I'm excited to meet you and find out what you're doing and and see if mm-hmm. we can help you, and uh, and this is going to be a lot of fun. Um, so let's go ahead and we'll jump right in. And I, I read your information that you sent me, but I'd like to hear from you about what your mm-hmm. challenge is.
0: Um, my challenge is so. As of now, I'm only working with buyers, and by default, I have a listing once in a while. But last year, for example, I had 12 transactions, 10 of those were buyers and two listings just by default. Um, My list, my buyer sources are mainly, oh, as of now, realtor.com is the only buyer source. I have them linked to a line desk. That's my CRM. Um, Yeah. And then in the past, I used Facebook leads a little bit, generated, yeah, way over a thousand leads and didn't get anything out of it after a few months. But then eventually, actually after not using it for over half a year, um, it turned into a transaction with one person and that person later on had three transactions with me. Um, So yeah.
1: It turned into something.
0: It turned into something later on. After
1: time, Uh yeah. A little bit Uh of follow up and and dripping. Good. Mm -hmm. So uh, remind me a couple of things here. How long have you been in the business?
0: Um, Since 2016. um, I joined a local brokerage first. Um, It took me a while. I had a mentor for one year, learned a little bit of it. And then for three full years, I'm completely on my own as a single agent.
1: Gotcha. Uh, Very good. And... um,
0: and my biggest challenge, actually, I would like to break into the listing side. Um, however, I follow a lot of people who are great salespeople and I respect what they're teaching a lot, like Brandon Mulrennan and Ricky Carruth. But prospecting for four hours a day is just simply not what, I'm, what I want in my life. Um, and I don't want to, I mean, I have huge respect for for anyone who can do that. But that just does not fit into my lifestyle. So I need to find some solution and I'm totally fine. Well, I would love to hire people if I can and then get just 50% of the pie or even less instead of getting 100% of the pie and doing all the work and all the prospecting. Um, so that's my biggest challenge that I would like to get ahead on the listing side, on the seller side with by hiring people and basically breaking through the first layer of Prospecting the hundreds of phone calls. Um, I, I love meeting people. So listing presentations, meeting people in person, showing houses to buyers. So that's my strength. I would say I really like that. Um, but I do not enjoy, and I'm really weak in terms of the long term follow up. Giving people a call every week, checking in, in with them. That's where I'm really, really. Um, I need help there. And yeah, I'm just really weak with that. I I put even people in my database and then I I put in that that I should follow up with them and then something else happens and then I'm just not consistent with it. And I think that's where where I need help for the long-term follow-up or someone like an ISA that I could hire who can go through my leads, warm them up and basically get me to a point where I can meet them in person for a listing presentation or to show them a house.
1: Okay. Well, I, I hear you. Thank you mm-hmm. for giving me the rundown.
0: <laughs> yes. Sorry. I'm talking a lot. Yeah. I'm, no, no, I'm no. I want, I want sure you, you to talk a lot. I'm, UX, uh-huh.
1: I'm taking it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to come back to these things. I got a, a different question. What is mm-hmm. your goal for the year? What do you want to hit in units and uh, GCI?
0: Um, so I'm at 12 right now. Maybe I end up at, about 15 this year. I would like to double at least, get it up to 30. Um, it might not be realistic for this year, but I want to get to a point where I can leverage people, hire people, and I, I need to work on the volume. I really would like to get a lot more volume than I currently have.
1: So at 30 units, what would that be for you on GCI?
0: Um that would be, let's say, 5,000 per transaction, um, 30 units. Yeah, if I take 2%. Yeah, maybe a little under 150.
1: Hmm? one Good, 150 in GCI. And then what have you done in your best year on units and GCI?
0: Uh, there was 12 units last year, and that was a little under 100,000. Um, I had actually one under contract in December that would have brought me over 100,000, but GCI for the last year was like ninety two or 93,000.
1: Sure. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah. It's a really good number for the small amount of sales that I have had from also for my region, because I'm in a region with a lower sales value. And what's your average was, sales price? Um, it's somewhere in the 350 range, but my, area is closer to 180, 200. So I was just a little bit fortunate that I had multiple transactions over the 500,000 last year and then a few over 400,000 too. So that brought up my average sales belly quite a lot.
1: Okay, good, mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm taking this all in, I'm listening to you. And uh, and it sounds to me like, and I, and I read some of your stuff before, you like working with buyers, you're comfortable mm-hmm. there, you found mm-hmm. success there you're running into this hard market where inventory is getting gobbled up and there's it's limited. And mm. the obvious thing to you looks like being on the seller side, although you prefer to stay on the buy side and your vision for how to make this work is to develop a team where you're, mm. you've got somebody working the sell side as well as the follow-up side. Do I hear that correctly?
0: That's correct. Yeah. And I have not mentioned on the buyer side, I feel like, Um, I'm getting to a point where I have a lot more interaction with people. But since the nature of the market this year had a lot of failed contracts, I wrote a lot of offers more than ever. I mean, and that's just the nature of the market this year. That is
1: the nature of the market. I hear that from everybody today. So just so you know, I know it doesn't make you feel better, but everybody's dealing with the same problem. Uh, pretty Uh Anywhere you are. Uh, anywhere in the U.S., I've been talking to Canada. Just got off a Canadian call. Talked to Australia the other day. Just everywhere, probably across the entire world right now, because of all the loose money out there. Mm-hmm. So everybody's experiencing this. What I'll tell you from a long-term perspective is the market's ebb and flow. This will mm-hmm. change. It'll change, mm-hmm. and it could change dramatically, or it could change slowly. But it'll, it's going to change. Mm-hmm. And uh, working with buyers uh, someday in the future will be golden you'll have all the power because there'll be five bajillion listings and no buyers. And so mm. if you're working mm. the buyer side, then you'll be happy. Mm. So just keep that in the back of your mind.
0: Yeah. So, um, so right now on the buyer side, I feel like I can't really scale since I, I should have had already 15 plus buyer transactions. Um, but since, yeah, I wrote a ton of contracts and since we have five plus offers every single time on a lot of properties, I had a lot of buyers this year that ended up renting or they wanted to To move they want to do something else just because of the nature of the market
1: keep this idea in mind okay so i'm an old guy i can give you perspective Mm. you know there are markets where things are tough and things aren't selling fast and you work with a buyer for six months to get them a place because they got so many options Mm. plus their credit might be difficult or loans are hard to get you know money is not free-flowing where you have other challenges, is what I'm saying. So mm. that you're you're identifying the current challenge. What mm. I recommend is you embrace it and get really good at it because it's always going to be a challenge of some kind. Mm. For instance, if you're on the seller side right now, it's fun, you're going to get paid. That's the fun part. The mm. scary, awful part is you're going to get five, 10, 15, 20 offers and you're going to have to negotiate through those and pick mm. the best one. And if you pick the wrong one, your seller's mad. And It's, it's tough on both sides as far as the, the velocity, things happening so mm. quickly in this market.
2: Mm. Uh,
1: but let me, let me run through a couple more ideas with you. Mm. Um, okay. So big picture buyers take about three times longer than a seller mm. as far as mm. your hours involved.
2: Mm. Okay.
1: The reverse or the flip side of that is that the sellers require about three times more talent than the buyers do. Mm. And the reason is, is when you're working with a buyer, you're not selling you, you're selling the property and they can see it. It's tangible. They can walk in it, touch it, feel it, smell it. Right. It's there mm.
2: Mm.
1: when you're going to list a property. They don't have anything to touch except you. You are the product. And so you have to sell yourself and your skills and your talents and your services to get that thing listed and sold. Uh, Especially as the markets slow down, that becomes even more critical. And your follow-up skills become important then too. You're going to need to develop that muscle a little bit. Uh, So with that in mind, there's a couple more things. Listing is the harder side of the business, but it's got the most leverage. You mentioned mm-hmm. leverage and scaling. Mm-hmm. So if you want to do more units, you really need to start working more on the sell side.
0: Mm-hmm. The idea, and I'm very comfortable. Sorry that I'm interrupting. That's
1: okay. You, you um, interrupt anytime you want, because this is your call. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm very comfortable with a listing presentation. Like I'm really set. Like I know how to present. I mean, I'm very, very comfortable there. Um, it's just that the the long hours of prospecting, cold calls. That's what you I just. You need more at
1: bats. Yeah, you need more at bats, and yeah. we'll, we're we're going to come back to that. I want to I want to touch on that one. Okay, so don't let me forget. We need more at bats on the listing side, but I want to get this concept out real quick mm. on because you're trying to create a model. That I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm saying that it's mm. not proven where it's, and I've seen it, and I'm trying mm. to remember if I've seen it, where the team leader is working with the buyers, and then referring out the sellers to someone else on the team. Uh, it, one of the reasons is because you lose this time, it, you don't have any time leverage. But the other reason is the, the knowledge base, the person who's listing usually has the most knowledge about how things work. Mm. And so it would be hard for you to train someone to list unless you've already done it yourself. Mm. Let me take one step further. You mentioned an ISA, an inside sales agent. That's somebody who's Mm. calling up leads and warming them up, qualifying them and setting appointments. Uh, So on the ISA, same thing. It's very difficult to train someone to be an ISA until you've Mm. done those things yourself.
0: Yeah, and that was I tried that last year actually, and I did it the wrong way. I hired someone at Upwork and freelancer, actually a few people from the Philippines, gave them a gave them a script, um, had like one or two phone calls with them, felt good about it, but I, I mean, I personally never went through it properly, and I didn't train them properly. So I I worked with them for six weeks and just didn't.
1: It didn't didn't work because of what I just mentioned. They don't have the skill set to do these calls and Mm. you don't have the skill set to train them yet on how to do them because you haven't done them. You don't have the skill set or the confidence to teach somebody Mm. how to do it. And that's, that's kind of the catch 22, right? You you want this leverage with these people. You're everybody's in the same position as you, by the way, as you're growing. I was Mm. the same way 20 some years ago, wanting to hire someone to do this task. Uh, Mm. And, but I'm telling you, it's hard to do that until you know how to do the task. So you may, Mm. if you want to hire those kind of people, you've got to become the expert at it first before you Mm. bring them in. If Mm. you want it done right. Mm. And so you've got to commit to an X amount of time to do it, to learn how to do it so you can get them up and running. Mm. Uh, Or you got to join a team. There are other options. I'm not done with that. I'm just saying that if you want to go this model you're talking about, this is where you're going to run into the problems. Mm. Uh, let me go a different route okay let Mm. me talk about being a more of a solo agent with a more diversified group where you're taking more listings as well as doing your buyers and you're trying to grow that way Mm. Uh, because that's kind of a stepping stone to teams or it can become its own unit and and you're happy with it depending on what your goal is first let me ask what's your long term goal do you have a certain number that you want to earn in x number of years
0: um, I would like to get up to 50 transactions for the year.
1: And 50 um, units, how much would that be for you, GCI?
0: Um, if I take 5,000 per transaction, I mean, this year there were more 2.5 commission splits. So with my brokerage, I should say, I pay my broker $500 and I get the full commission on it, which is mm-hmm. most of the time 3%. But this year I'm seeing more 2.5%. And then my average commission is usually around four four 4,500. $5,000.
1: So if you were at 50 units, your GCI before costs, I would always go there because everybody's cost structure is different. Yeah. You'd be about 250 K.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. And that would, be, really happy. would... You'd be a happy camper at that number. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah. good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got to know where you're going. So you can make that plan to get there. Now at, at 50 units, you could do that yourself as a solo agent. You're going to be working like a dog, but you could do it. And then mm. you can get leverage with administrative assistance to support mm. you one first and then maybe a second, depending on how much leverage you need. And then there's a new newer option that's working. It's an old option, but it's working newer that's been proven. And that is this showing agent model where somebody mm. comes in and helps you just with your showings. Mm-hmm. And the and the reason for that is to leverage your time as we were talking about. You would focus more on listings because you said you can do them and you like them, but mm-hmm. you like the buyer and the interaction. Well, you keep the buyer interaction relationship. It's just, you have somebody else drive them around because mm-hmm. that's the biggest eater of time. And mm-hmm. then come back in and negotiate the deal, wrap it up and bring them to closing or have your admin help bring them to closing. So trying to visualize an image uh, of of where you're going with this. Let's now come back to your question of how do I get more listings, though, Mike? I don't want to call FISBOs and expires. I heard you. I heard you say that. And that's yeah. okay. There mm. are other ways to get listings. Let's talk mm. about it. Have you considered geographic farming?
0: Um, I have not. No, not. Okay, that's I mean, where done... you go
1: out and you market to an mm. area. You pick an yeah. area you want to work in. You become the expert. And people call you. So Mm -hmm. instead of you having to call them, they call you. Mm -hmm. Uh, I liked that thing when I was building my business. That's where Mm -hmm. I built it up. Actually, I've
0: done some flyers in my own neighborhood. And then last year when I had two listings, I would um, do mailers and flyers around the 200 houses around those listings.
1: And Um, did you get any business?
0: Actually, I did not. I got one phone call from a person. Um, I was supposed to meet her. I was really excited about it, but then she was older and it was like doing COVID and she was afraid to list. So yeah. um, she decided to, yeah, put it back. Geo
1: farming is hard because you got to get the right mix of things and it can be expensive because you're throwing money out you know, as you're learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you have to have the right offers and call the actions. So you're getting the mm. response, and you become more of a marketer than a prospector. But again, mm. if, if you don't, if you can't stomach cold calling or calling out to people you don't know, you mm. got to get those people to call you, and that's why the marketing comes yeah. in. Uh, I talked with a guy, really sharp fella. He he ended up building his his solo practice up to I don't know seventy eighty units, and um, but he was having a problem with geographic farming, and. Mm. He had been trying to geo farm for 18 months with no listings. Mm. And so he asked me to look at some of his stuff, and we did. And we changed the offer and the call to action. And his very next mailing, he got a listing, and he's been getting listings ever since. You got to have the right mix. So mm. I'll, I'll leave that out there. That's geo farming. Mm. Uh, the other thing you can do to pick up sellers, which would be easier, is to work your PCSOI. Do you know what that is?
0: Nice. PC, Sphere of Influence, PCS? Well. Yeah, I, that's my
1: yeah. term that I use. I just crunch things together. So it's okay. PC is past clients. Okay. SOI um, is your Sphere of Influence.
2: Mm-hmm. And I
1: talk about them together as a group, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, let's run through some fast numbers. I'll show you what I mean. How big mm-hmm. is your past client database? How many past clients have you helped?
0: Um, let's say 12 last year, then 10... T- yeah, about 35
1: people, roughly. Perfect. Mm-hmm. 35 mm-hmm. people in your career so far you've helped. Mm-hmm. And now how about your sphere of influence? Have you ever made a sphere of influence list? You've listed out all your friends, family, acquaintances? Um, you know? Not
0: directly. I have a database right now with with 1,700, my line desk. Yeah, but, but that that's not the lot, same
1: thing. Those right? people are not yeah. your friends, family, and they're, right. those are leads, right? Those are yeah. In fact, they're just maybes. They're just kind of, I don't know what they are. They're just yeah. things out there, right? Mm-hmm. We agree. Yeah, so, they so come into I... your system, but you don't know a lot about them. You haven't been following up with them. You've mm-hmm. told me. And i that's okay. I'm just, mm-hmm. what I'm looking for is your friends, mm-hmm. family, here, people that would recognize you in the grocery store.
2: Yeah. like You would recognize
1: them and mm-hmm. you would strike up a conversation. You may Mm -hmm. not know their name off the top of your head, but they'd come to you real fast and you'd remember about their kids or they'd remember about you. And, you know, Mm you have a connection, right?
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I've not written out my, like, my dream 100 list. or whatever. Most
1: people have 150 to 250 people they know uh, Mm -hmm. when they've done all these studies. And Mm -hmm. um, you may have more, you may have less, but it's somewhere around there. -hmm. Let's let's just take the low end and take 150. Yeah, I know it sounds crazy, but when you start writing them out, you'd be shocked how many people you actually know. Yeah, Um, so they are
0: hidden in my database already. So I have like 1,700 people in my database, but I can't tell you exactly. I would have to go through them to identify like my A plus people in there.
1: Cool. And until you do, you don't have a sphere of influence. Mm -hmm. Until they're mapped out and you know who they are, they're just people. They're just bits and bytes in that computer and they're just, they're random. They're, they're not helping you. So Mm -hmm. that's actually one
0: issue. uh, One big problem I have with my database. I don't have them tagged with a plus B, C and so on. So it's just a dump of, of people.
1: At least you have a database. You're you've got an easier problem than most, but you have to go through and qualify those people.
0: Yeah. Like right now I cannot utilize it because I've no, I cannot differentiate them at the
1: moment. And, that, and, and that's okay. So you've got the lowest quality database. Mm. And you just need to raise the quality by sifting and sorting and starting to qualify it. And the easiest thing you're going to be able to do is go in there and pull out your sphere. You just say, mm. well, I know Johnny and I know Sally. And then, you know, you start pulling them out and identifying them as, hey, these are part of my, my sphere. These mm. are my past clients. These are my sphere. Those are the two, the two easiest groups to identify. Mm. Let's say that you've got, just for fun, just because we got to mm-hmm. start somewhere, you got thirty-five past clients. You got one hundred and fifty sphere When it when all the dust settles, that's one hundred and eighty-five. And for fun, I'm going to round it to two hundred just for simple yeah. math. Okay,
0: I can easily come up with that. Yeah.
1: yeah, let's say that you do. And and again, you want these to be people that you know and they know you, and, and not just junk things just to try mm. to get a number. But let's just say it comes out to that. So we got two hundred. If you put together a good PCSOI follow up program. And mm. and we can talk about all that later, but what, that, what, what does it end up doing? That's the most important part. If mm. you do this poorly, but you do it, mm. you're probably going to get about 5% of the list that's going to end up repeating or referring somebody to you over the course of a year. Mm. So in that group, 5% would be about 10 closings. Mm. Okay, all right. And if you did uh, a phenomenal job, I mean, I'm talking the top, the best of the best of people that do this. Very rare error. You'd be mm. around 20%. Right? Well, 20% would be yeah. 40 units closed. Mm. Now, I'm going to assume that you're not the worst of the worst or the best of the best, but you'd come in somewhere in the middle, and that'd be mm. around 10%. 10% is very uh, uh, achievable by most people. Mm. That puts you right at 20 closings for the year.
0: Be a lot, you yeah. add
1: in a couple yeah. more of your buyers on top of that, just Mm. 10 more and you're going to get up to your 30 that you were looking for for the year as an example, Nice thing about the PCSOI is they tend to be a mix of buyers and sellers. Right, Mm. Many of them own a home or know somebody who does and many of them want to buy a home and many of them are move up buyers. So you get two sides with the same person. Mm. Best part of the PCSOI is they know you, they Mm. call you There's not a lot of cold calling prospecting going on. Mm. It's just building the relationship through a lot of different methods that are pretty fun and easy to do. Mm. So that's something based on what you're telling me you might want to consider is developing this PCSOI side of your business. What do you think?
0: Mm. That's extremely helpful. That's exactly what, yeah, for some reason I didn't think about it, but that's extremely helpful. Most people don't. You'd yeah.
1: be shocked. I talked to people been in the business 10, 15, 20 years, and they mm. totally let their PCSOI go away. And every day they're out there hunting for a new person, a new person, a new person. Mm. And they're like, I don't know how to double. I don't know how to get my business up. I'm like, well, how many past clients do you have? I don't know. What is it about? Just tell me. Oh, I don't know, 200, 300. Hello. <laughs> There's mm. your business model. It'll feed you forever. And mm. And what you can do is as you meet new people, Tim, you bring them in and you add them to your database mm. and how that thing grows, right? Mm. Other really cool ways to make it grow. You, you close a transaction and the buyer or seller on the other side of the table is usually orphaned by their agent right after the closing, like you've been doing. Okay. Mm. What you do is you take them into your phone and say, Hey, the deal's done. Why don't you come over here? I'm going to show you how cool it is to live in my world. I'm going to treat you really well in case you ever want to buy or sell again or have friends that want to. Mm. You're going to take over these orphans. That's the way people build their PCSOI too. So there's a lot of cool ways to build that thing up.
0: Mm. Um,
1: Sounds like that might be a way for you to go
0: it is yeah in terms of follow-up do you recommend like a 33 touch a year or do you have a certain great
1: idea kind? yeah you, you you know about the red book and all those good ideas mm. and by the way nice thing about that red book is it was based on them just interviewing all the, what the things that people were already doing in the market to be successful and that was a great way to get the concept that you want all these touches through different mm. mediums the number could be a lot of variations uh the method can be varied but yes, you need to contact and stay in touch with them. Now, one way mm. is your cold call or your warm call. And you don't like mm. that one. You will mix that in a little bit, but mm. not severely. It's going to be a fun call. Mm. Hey, Sally, this is Tim. Do you remember me? I remember you. How's the house? Mm. Isn't that a lot more fun than, hey, scary Fizbo, Uh yeah. I know you got everybody calling you. Please don't hang up on me. You don't yeah. know me yet, but huh. right? Yeah. Okay. So that you change the sense. whole dynamics. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes mm-hmm. really yeah. easy. I mean, can you call your clients right now? Do you, do you get scared when you call your client on the phone? And say, hey, I got a new house on no, the market. Yeah. I want to show you.
0: Yeah. I'm not scared of the cold That's calling. That's kind the of call either. it is, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's the kind of call a PCSOI is. Hey, 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 Jill, I just wanted to touch base with you, and see how you're doing. And how's the family? How's the house? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And guess what always yeah. comes up? Mm-hmm. Real estate.
2: Because
1: mm-hmm. they know you're the real estate agent. You Mm. let them bring it up and they'll say, how's the market (laughs) Mm. talking about it? Mm. That makes sense. Okay. So that's something I think you should look into. And and I'm looking and I, I just realized we're running short on our time. I don't know if I've helped you today. Was it helpful at all?
0: Uh, Yeah, that tip was extremely helpful with past clients and, and fear of influence. Um, Let's do
1: this then. I'm going to give you an assignment, Tim. Do you have something uh to write with? I do. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going to give you a quick assignment. Mm-hmm. This is an—it's uh, not an easy one, but it's an important one. I want you to go through your database and identify your past clients and your mm-hmm. sphere of influence. I want you to figure out your database, that lion desk. I want you to look in there and figure out—they're going to have some identifier, either source or—I mm-hmm. I don't know what they call it because I can't remember theirs sp- specifically—but somehow you got to learn the identifiers for categorizing these people. It might even be called category, mm-hmm. and. I want you to identify everybody who's a past client, and I want you Mm. to identify anyone that's uh, an SOI. And I want Mm. you to be real tough on the SOI. I want Mm. them to be people that know you, like you, and trust you, right? That's the key words. But Mm. basically, someone you would like to talk to in the grocery store, they would like to talk to you. If you have someone you know, but you Mm. can't stand them, they don't go in your SOI. They go Mm. into another category called past clients I don't like, or people I know, but I don't like, you can mm-hmm. label it something friendly, but you understand what I mean? You don't want to have mm-hmm. them in your list and be afraid to contact them or not. Mm-hmm. Happy. Yeah, mm-hmm. just have Perfect. people that make you happy and smile.
0: Mm-hmm. That's very helpful. Mm-hmm. Okay? Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. So
1: that's your assignment. I want you to, I want you to tell me when can you get that assignment done by?
0: Um, what's today? Um, I can get that done. In a few t- by Monday of next week.
1: By Monday? Great. What's the date on Monday?
0: Um, Jason 26. Monday is. Um, Monday is the th- May 31st.
1: May 31st. At what time will you have this assignment done?
0: Um, I can have it done the day before by Sunday evening.
1: Oh, you want to move it back to Sunday? Great. We'll do yeah. Sunday at, and that's May 30th. Uh at what time would it be done
0: by 6 p.m on sunday 6 um, p.m your time Mm -hmm. it's
1: going to be done so that's your your assignment Mm -hmm. is to label your pcsoi inside your database Mm -hmm. due sunday uh, may 30th at 6 p.m and your accountability is you're going to send me an email telling me that you got it done Mm, i would do that mm. okay just say hey mike i got it done i labeled everybody and and i wouldn't mind knowing hey how many did you find maybe you uh-huh. find it and you label it it came out to you only had 25 and you could only find 50. fine mm-hmm. tell me whatever the number is or you found mm. more whatever the number is mm-hmm. let me know that's mm-hmm. your assignment sound good
0: that sounds great yeah thank you so uh, much for your time cool. can i can ask you, you one one more quick question sure um with cold calling, so I'm not afraid of it at all. It's just that the people I follow, it takes like 150 calls just to get like one appointment. Yeah. Is there any way around it to hire someone who can break through that layer for me? Or is there any support system? Or do you have any any input on that, like ISA companies or anything sure. like people that? Sure, people
1: have done that. They've hired companies to, to plow through leads and try to mm-hmm. pick that up. And there's are certainly out there, services that do that. Mm-hmm. Um, just remember that in my experience, the quality of what comes through is not what you're looking for. It, yeah. it's, you're going to be paying a lot and it's going to mm-hmm. be low quality because you didn't prepare the way it was going to happen. You mm-hmm. didn't have any control over what was going to come through. And they, they, the company on the other side is under, they feel obligated to give you X number of leads or yeah, whatever. So, and so that means that doesn't mean 100%. quality anymore. It means they're going to mm-hmm. give you whatever they got. Yeah, That was just my experience. This is not new. I'm telling you, mm. 25 some years. I've been in it 27, almost 28 years. Way back in the beginning, we were hiring. We we just called them telemarketers. We didn't call mm. them ISAs. We'd hire a telemarketer call. like This is going to be so great. I'm going to pay these people. They're going to make all my calls for me. It mm. never worked out well. Mm. Uh, you really ended up having to do it yourself if you wanted the quality. But I'm not saying they won't work. I'm just saying mm. it's not as easy as you would hope. Yeah, uh, because then you're going to get these ten people you don't want to call because the quality is low.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I can do it on my own. I'm not afraid of the cold calling. It's just that when I talk to 150 people right. and I have one 145 unpleasant conversations,
1: it's Nobody just wants qu- that. Tim.
0: my quality of life goes down, and then that affects my entire. Yeah, that
2: affects, Wouldn't affects my. Wouldn't it be entire more day.
1: fun to just touch base with 200 of your friends? Yeah. Uh, Your friends, family, past clients, and just touch base with them once a quarter, once every 90 days or something by phone. That would be the most Mm. you can do. And and then by other methods, just to kind of stay in front of them. Wouldn't that be more fun?
2: Mm. Absolutely. So that's Mm.
1: why I'm saying let's just find a method that makes worse. And by the way, higher close percentage. If you get two referrals, one is closing at the closing table. Mm. You understand? Whereas, mm. if you just pointed out, you get 100 internet leads, mm. only one of them is going to move, and you got to call and talk to 99 to figure out who the 99 aren't so you can mm. find the one that will, and then you got to hope that they stick with you. I'd rather talk to two of my good buddies and mm. find one of them who wants to close, right? Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, so, that's but anyway, very helpful. That's mm. a different concept. Yeah, uh, Thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for mm-hmm. taking the time to talk with me today.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Take, take care, care, Tim. You have a great day. Take care.
1: All right, bye-bye. bye-bye.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, that's it for Agent Unstuck calls. It was a lot of fun today. If you liked what you heard, go ahead and click that like button. And if you want to hear more calls like this, go ahead and subscribe to the channel and hit that notification bell so you know exactly when the next episode is coming out. And if you have any thoughts about what you heard today and you'd like to relay that to everyone else, go ahead and put that down in the comments section so people can talk about it. And finally, if you're stuck in your real estate career, you're a veteran who's having some challenges and you can't figure out how to get to that next step. Go ahead and schedule yourself an unstuck call. Just go to agentunstuckcall.com. That's agentunstuckcall.com. And let's get you scheduled in. You'll go in there. You'll fill out a quick survey. You'll find a time that works for you. And we'll get on a call just like this and see if we can't get you some answers. All right. This has been a lot of fun. I'm your host, Mike Cerrone with Mastermind Agent. And again, thank you for joining us on Agent Unstuck Calls. Take care.